0: Well, hello, and welcome to the first episode of Magic Wand, the non-stuffy design podcast where the black turtlenecks come off. I am your host, Joseph Hillenbrand, and you are surely one of the millions of people absolutely jumping at the chance to listen to my voice right now. And listen, you know, about the black turtleneck thing, no disrespect to the late greats, Steve Jobs, Massimo Vignelli, or even Edna Mode from Incredibles. Uh, You know, put some respect on her name. But when I say that, I mean the super pretentious design vibe that you can get From some folks these days. I started this podcast to basically make the design podcast I would want to hear, where things are just a little more chill and we can all laugh at ourselves and the stupid parts of this industry, as well as on the flip side, celebrate the parts that really make it fun and intriguing. And they say, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. So here I am, not to devalue uh, the concept of teamwork, which I think is pretty universally seen as a good thing, but I'm jumping into this myself uh, alone in order to kick this this thing off and just let the multitude of listeners to just thousands, million, like I said, billions, you know, I'm, we're off to a great start getting this stuff wrong. But just to let you guys know a thing or two about me, since you're going to be hearing my voice a lot. I've always had a creative lifestyle. Uh, I grew up you know, like a lot of designers did. If you ask them, what was your childhood like? A lot of them will say, oh, I was always drawing or I was always trying to make stuff. I'm one of those people who definitely falls into that stereotype. I had a hugely creative lifestyle growing up. I was always drawing. I was always, you know, sometimes I was writing. Just The idea of making things in general has never not been something that intrigues me and just makes me want to get up in the morning, really. Even doing this podcast is fulfilling a huge creativity urge that never really goes away. Right now, it's graphic design, but back then, it was just anything I could think of. For a huge part of my life, I wanted to be a filmmaker because I'm in love with the concept of storytelling and visual storytelling in particular, and just writing directly. It was something I wanted to do forever. That's probably not the most uh, secure career path. So we switched switched to design instead. And and honestly, design is just as fulfilling as I think that process might be and a hell of a lot cheaper as well. It really dawned on me from a young age that creating something new and showing it to people is one of the things that makes me the happiest. And, you know, I would always make stuff and you show it. to my sister, show it to my mom, show it to my dad, show it to my friends. And you never really get the response that you're hoping. You know, you think someone will light up and go, oh my gosh, you're a genius. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. But once in a while, once in a while, you do make something that actually a lot of people find really cool. And You'll get a pat on the back for it, maybe. And, you know, it's kind of like being in band. I was a band kid, and, you know, we'd spend months working on one concert. You'd work your ass off practicing um, the notes and everything. We'd have our concerts, and then when we're done, you'd expect a standing ovation and just roses thrown at your feet. Like, oh, my gosh, that first chair baritone player, he really just blew my mind. I could totally hear him over the trumpets. (laughs) And, yes, that is intentional shade thrown at middle school bands. And trumpet players, if you're listening, you know who you are. You you guys just can't stay out of the spotlight. But like I was going to say earlier, from a young age, I always wanted to, to be creative and do the act of creating th- <laughs> creating things. And it really comes back to the first time I saw Star Wars as a kid. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. The idea, you know, once I got old enough to realize that it was really just a team of people but it was you know it started from the mind of one guy he just started creating this universe and when you see star wars as a kid it feels like you know you're a kid you don't know how movies work you know It's not that you think it's real, but it's hard to imagine that it comes from somebody sitting at a table with a team of people writing what this guy's going to say and what this planet is called. It just feels like its own thing that just happened and you're witnessing it. And when I was old enough to learn that this came from the mind of a person, somebody created this and put it out into the world and to so many people, it's its own thing. As soon as I figured that out, I decided that's what I want to do. I want to make something cool. I was always trying to just make something. I remember I was obsessed with comic books growing up. I tried making my own. <laughs> it didn't go very well. I had some. I. I don't know. I, maybe I did have some ideas. Pretty much everything was copied from somewhere else. The comic book I remember making was called Quantum Force, and it was a complete and <laughs> I mean complete rip off of the concept of the Avengers. Even down to the leader. His name was Captain Quantum truly not inspired by Captain America at all. I think one of the other superheroes was somebody who just shot water out of their hands another person was basically Lava Girl (laughs) from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So I was definitely not the most original comic book writer (laughs) as a kid, but I did my best just to fulfill that urge to create things and put them out into the world, no matter what people would think of it, just to fulfill that creative desire. It never really went away. And to this day, it's still here stronger than ever now that I find myself working in a creative industry. And for a long time, it felt like I wouldn't get to that place. When I was at 11, I made this brilliant decision when I was 11 years old that I wanted to be a politician. And that stuck around until I was... 18 I think maybe 19 it came down to the point where I was in college and here we'll start to fast-forward into the story of how I became a graphic designer and how I am doing what I am currently doing but I went to college for political science at another school it kind of dawned on me over the year while I was taking film classes on the side and I was spending way more time thinking about them and being uh, really interested in them rather than my political science courses even though I claimed you know I I convinced myself this was my passion. But really, the more time that I spent in that field, the less time that I was able to devote to thinking of creative things and, you know, even just drawing something that you can kind of do whenever you want. I was doing less and less of it. And I realized that I need to get out of here. So I decided to make the switch to being a creative field. Originally, I wanted to transfer to film school and study film and, you know, make movies, something I wanted to do. I just wanted to make something. So I, opened up Adobe Creative Cloud after buying it so I could use Premiere Pro and Audition and all that other stuff to make uh, some kind of short film with my friends. And I was like, Adobe Illustrator. Oh, what's that? I like to draw. I mean, what is this? So I opened that up, taught myself how to use it and realized, you know, what do people actually use this for? And, you know, in my Google search, I found one of the things was logo design. And I was like, huh, logo design. That's kind of cool. Somehow I got so into learning how to use Illustrator because I kind of learned it quickly. But in learning how to use Illustrator, I fell in love with the process of making these visual things sometime shortly after the concept of doing logo design not as a career but just something to make some money really was interesting to me at first I was actually interested in making app icons and the way that I did this was by kind of gaming the system in order to make some quick money I would go on to the Mac apps subreddit you see a lot of developers posting hey I just made this app and I would basically spam As many of those people that I could find that seemed, you know, like they had a decent app. Hey, are you looking for an app icon? Sort of sell myself like I'm going to design an app icon for you for some money. I didn't know about contracts. I didn't know about anything. I was just trying to make a quick buck. So by the time summer came around that year, I was pretty serious about it, and I had kind of ventured more into the idea of doing logos, and I just kind of did them like artwork. Like, I would just make a logo, I think at that point I made a separate Instagram account where I was just posting them, and I made a logo for myself, it was terrible. Um, I hate looking at it <laughs> these days, now that I have more of a you know a critical eye. But I would make the um, logos and just post them, sort of like, you know, not even for clients, not even, hey, this is a conceptual logo for this business. It was just like solitary marks. Eventually I, I actually got my first client an app called Meter, which during the very beginning of the pandemic, I reached out to them and they said, sure, you can design a, an icon for us. It was basically an app that combined the functionality of every major virtual meeting software into one sort of calendar that lived in your Mac menu bar. So you would just click that and you could join whatever meeting are on your calendar i made a like a pretty good amount of money for doing that app icon i hadn't made this kind of money for just doing something like this before maybe this is kind of serious maybe i should keep going with this so i did i just kind of took it more seriously and started posting stuff i made a behance you know i did all the things that everyone does and kind of got my start they were a pretty good client for me because once they went live on the app store they were featured by apple like pretty quickly i mean it It was like the next day and then all of a sudden a ton of people were seeing my work all over the world and it was just like an amazing feeling. And I think that just feeling of validation, just seeing that on there, you know, seeing that on when I open up the app store, I can just see my work right there. It blew my mind, a huge push for me to take this thing more seriously. Fast forward a while and I actually was able to land an internship for a little marketing design agency in Kansas City. Which I live in Minnesota, but I grew up partly in Kansas City, and I was able to just get this remote internship. And oh my gosh, let me just talk a little bit about this place. I don't want to say the name because it's not exactly a great. It's not a great thing. Yeah, yeah, they they're not the best. I got my internship there, and I was just gonna be doing logos, and you know, I did one for this one business, and it was like a real company that was making clothing for babies, and it was like wow, it was not anything like you would see today, like multiple rounds I'm presenting to the clients. I mean, this was the most unprofessional quote unquote agency I have ever even heard of. And it happened to be my first job. So that's just great. I was able to see what not to do right at the start of this whole process. I made like one concept, sent it to my boss over text, over text. And then he would show the clients and say, yeah, they approved it. The next client that I had there was a streetwear brand which that logo I'm pretty proud of still to this day, even for being like so beginner of I me, mean, it actually fits pretty well into the design principles that I tend to go by these days. That process was probably the most really truly inappropriate design process I have heard of from anyone. The project started with the client making a group chat with my bosses and me, and I would just send stuff into that group chat, pictures of my concepts into that group chat. I mean, really, no meetings, no presentations, no options, here's your options, choose one, move on, nothing like that. Just check this out. What do you think? It just was not fun. My bosses would go get drunk, go to a club, and then the clients were in the group chat, and my bosses would just send pictures of them drinking and being like, Ooh, let's go. Look at this. We're, we're having fun. And the clients would be like, yeah, me too. They were all into it. I guess the only one not having fun was me. It was not a professional situation at all. And for someone who was thinking, wow, I got an internship at an agency. I'm doing agency work. It was really not living up to what I expected at all. Eventually they took the mark. It was a really successful identity. It wasn't even an identity It was just a logo, but it was a really successful logo and project as a whole. And after that, I was just waiting for my bosses to give me the next project. They had just said, hey, it's coming along. Just stay put, you know, and I wasn't getting paid. I have to say this was an unpaid internship, which is a huge no, no. Do not take an unpaid internship. Anyone listening, if they need to hire an intern, they can afford to pay you. Get paid for your time. Don't do what I did. And eventually they just lost contact. Uh, technically, I was never let go, but I was unpaid. So it kind of just decided when I was done and put that on my LinkedIn as this is what I stopped working there. So after my quote unquote internship at the quote unquote agency, it was important to me to find my place as a freelancer. By this point, I had committed to design and transferred to another college to study it. It was kind of a big move for me. Design kind of became my life very quickly. I think most people are students and they'll do the classes and expect at the end of the college process that they're just going to know everything they know. But I was living graphic design. I was always looking at stuff online. I mean, like throughout the day, I would look at, you know, logos while I'm walking down the street. It was essentially an all encompassing subject to me that, you know, throughout the day, I'd never stopped basically working inside my head. It was important for me to find my place as a designer freelance. After the agency, I was just kind of done there at a a certain point, And I still wanted to make some money. I ended up taking on some of my own clients. Freelance was my only income for a year. I was just using it to pay my way through, taking the quickest jobs I could sometimes. Um, there was one time when uh, I had to make the down payment to the apartment I currently live at. And I had just taken, you know, some of the worst jobs I could take just to afford that down payment. And I'm very happy I'm not in that place today because it was not fun but the work that came out of that was surprisingly decent. As time went on, I found my place as a designer stylistically. So that year ended and I was back home for the summer. I was looking for a design job. I had emailed pretty much every print shop in a 60 mile radius because that's all there is where I'm from. I got some emails back. I even went in for an interview at one nearby and it went really well. You know, they were just going to have me putting up signs for businesses that, you know, they would design. Maybe I would help design the signs, but I would be putting them up and you know peeling off adhesive and whatnot and I was so willing to do that that ended up falling through because their availability for a new hire completely changed. So my only option then was just to give up on finding a design job for the summer which I really just wanted to continue pushing towards that passion I had. I ended up getting a job at Aldi and on my first day of work before I went into work in the afternoon I got a call from a design mentor I had made named Chris Logston. I had found out who he was from another podcast, and he had this word of advice on there that was so influential to me where he basically said, if you want something, don't be afraid to ask. I really took that seriously, and after the podcast, I went and followed him on Instagram because his work is good, and he followed me back, and we started talking. Over time, we would just talk about design stuff. We would talk about who I am, who he is, and I got to know him. Fast-forward to that summer where I get a job at Aldi. And the first day as I'm about to go into work, I get a message from Chris who says, Hey, call me right now. I take the call. He says, I want you to come work for me. At first I'm like, holy cow. But then I thought I just started a job at Aldi. What am I doing? I, I have a job. I can't. So I had to say, you know, I want this, but I just got a job. I I wouldn't feel right if I just gave it up. So I went into work, and after that day, I was driving home, and I was like, what the hell did I just do? I just gave up the coolest job working for a New York City agency remotely doing logo design. I gave that up for Aldi the whole time I was working my shift. I was like thinking of the possibilities that I was missing out. So I sent Chris a message saying, hey, uh, do you think we could talk? And we just kind of had a heart to heart where I was like, I made a mistake. So I got that job. And that was last summer. And now it is January 28th as I'm recording this. And I've had that job since July, I believe. And it's been awesome. I've been able to work on the same kind of thing that I love to work on for really interesting clients. And I actually get paid. It's a paid job. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now, what I'm up to. I work at the Sasha Group, an agency in New York. Uh, I do some freelance on the side. And now I have a podcast. So I'm my hands are kind of full, along with doing all the stuff that college students like to do when I have time. So I'm pretty busy, but I love creating things. I love putting Putting things out into the world, and I think this podcast is just another example of how I truly cannot help myself in doing that. So moving forward, I'm gonna be having a special guest on each week where we talk about their experience in the design industry with a little bit of interview stuff, a little bit of just talking. It's kind of just, you know, go with the flow. And that's what this podcast is all about, just kind of chilling out, taking the black turtlenecks off, like I said. So thank you so much for tuning into this first episode. More is coming very soon. And the response already has been great. I have been really blown away by kindness of some listeners just believing in the concept of this podcast as a whole. So thank you so much to everyone listening and look forward to more episodes soon. I'll make sure to drop some links in the show notes for this episode so that you can keep up with new releases. And I'll put my own links there as well so that you can check out my work if you're interested and just get to know me a little more. Don't be shy. Say hi. And if you're interested in being a special guest for a future episode, let me know. We can probably work something out. Thank you for listening to Magic Wand.